0: Hey, what's up everybody? How you doing tonight? Episode number 204 drink until your podcast the only podcast that lasts until the last drop. How the hell is your Monday going? How the hell was your weekend? I am having an amazing Monday and Sunday and really just weekend in general. Uh, Dallas Cowboys winning on Sunday uh, against the hated New York Giants. Um, and I think for the first time and dude, I, I'm not even kidding, probably 20 fucking years Uh, my Cowboys are second place in the, in the overall league. I think the Cardinals are the only one ahead of us, which, you know, the Cardinals are quietly doing their thing until they put out that report the other day. I had no idea, which, you know, I'm not a huge, um, NFL. Like I don't watch every team. Uh, the way I get my information is through highlights and, uh, you know, just gossip like morning talk show gossip or whatever. Uh, so, yeah, I didn't even know the Cardinals were, were crushing it like that. But apparently, uh, from what it said yesterday, my Dallas Cowboys are second place in the league. Uh, and I believe Green Bay is somewhere in the mix up there, too. So I, I know we're going to have to uh, – it's going to come down to it, man. We're going <laughs> to have to play, play Green Bay. But this time, um, yes, we still have Aaron Rodgers against us. We will uh, if he stays healthy. Uh, but we'll have their coach, Mike McCarthy. You know, uh, so maybe we can turn the tables on him this season. I honestly think uh, this is just a little NFL Dallas Cowboys conspiracy. I honestly think um, Mike McCarthy is, is probably one of the smartest NFL coaches out there. Um, and, he, and he has been for a while. And, and I see what he's doing. And I'm not trying to, you know, uh, put this out there. But I know exactly what he's doing. He's, he's holding back a little bit. You know what I mean? Like every game, uh, it's kind of funny if you look at the schedule, how we're losing to only the major teams. And when you go, okay, Chris, well, I mean, that's normal. Tampa Bay, you lose to Tampa Bay. You lose to the good teams because they're good teams. And, uh, you know, if you haven't been watching the Cowboys, it's like, okay, I I get that point. But uh, we had some of our worst games against those best teams. You know what I mean? so... Um, that gives me a little bit of hope as to, you know, if we're, if we're going to play one of these teams again, that's already beat us and they're, you know, already playoff ready and kicking ass, whatever. We're, we're Hopefully, hopefully, uh, we get in there and we just shock them. So, uh, anyways, my throat's getting a little dry. Let's take another drink. Our first drink. Have we taken a drink yet? Cheers, everybody. Sorry. That's mm. so good too. Hits the spot. It's really just the brown sugar. I got to stop with that shit. Um, uh, so anyway, tonight, my Dallas stars, uh, basically score a touchdown with the extra point seven to four. We beat top, uh, not ranked. That's what you say in college football, top, uh, place, uh, Minnesota wild in our division, I believe possibly in the conference too. Um, so that was really good to see. I, I mean, did, did Rick bonus do a good job preparing that game plan DFW, um, I'm going to just keep tweeting about it and talking about it until I get a little bit of pushback on it, you know. And and I actually have, and and I need to give a shout out to uh, my buddy Jeremy, who actually corrected me. You know, I've been on here talking about, you know, Rick Bonus has, you know, been the coach for, what is this, his his second season. He coached a half a season. Well, that's, you know, that is true. I just had my year numbers off. Uh, I believe Bonus took over. Uh, 2019 from what Jeremy was showing me uh, right before the winter classic. That's when we found out about Monty having the, you know, drinking issues or whatever, which, uh, dude, I miss that guy. i missed that guy so fucking much. Uh, but the reason this came up is, you know, a, same thing. I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna defend Rick bonus tonight all night. I'm just saying it's the same thing. Just give this man a chance, um, to be head coach. You know, my best metaphor and this is probably a weak metaphor, to be honest with you. My best metaphor is, uh, let's, let's take a, an amazing drummer. Let's just take a, a professional drummer. How about that? Uh, if you throw Vinnie Paul, God rest his soul. If you throw Vinnie Paul behind my drum set in the middle of a cashing inset, he's not really going to know. How to play the songs like the recording? Yeah, even though Vinnie Paul's an amazing drummer, even though he's a professional drummer, he's made his living off of playing drum. Dude, there's some parts of Vinnie Paul's that I wouldn't even try to attempt. It's just too much, uh, or it would just take a long, long time, and I don't see the point. You know what I mean? Uh, but anyways, the the metaphor is, you know, you throw him on my drum set, this amazing legend. Like, sure, he can keep up. You give him the tempo, he'll be fine. He's gonna have to improvise. He's gonna have to. You know, fit his own style in, which is totally fine. Uh, but you know, maybe two, three songs in, he starts to find his groove, starts to find his style. Uh, that's that's my best metaphor. For a bonus, you know, he he's been the coach. Yes, last year we missed the playoffs; it was a shitty year. But the year prior, you know, we we did lose to Tampa Bay in the Stanley Cup final, and 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 you can't. You can't say that was Monty's system. Like, uh, how how pissed would you be, honestly? If if you went to work every day, let's just say you went to work five days this week, you got your 40 hours in, but you work with someone else that maybe doesn't, you know, work, work there anymore. Maybe they got laid off. Maybe they had a drinking problem. I, mean, I swear this is going somewhere. If I can not burp into the microphone, I don't want to be rude. Uh, <laughs> so, you know, it, if you have some guy that gets fired, but, you know, you complete your job all week and your boss goes, you know what, you're doing an okay job, Chris, but your buddy that got fired, you really just implemented his system all year. And, and that's, that's where the credit goes to that guy who, who started the system, not you who coached the team all year, who, who coached the team through the playoffs. So you don't get the credit because you piggybacked on Monty's, you know, team. And I think that's just a load of shit. I really do. You know, it's it's like the old saying, you can lead a horse to water, but you can't make it drink. You know what I mean? Like, Monty can say, hey, Bonus, this is the style we want to play. But unless Bonus implements it, you know, um, it won't fucking matter. It doesn't make a shit. I'll give you the best example. I, I remember um, years ago. You know, I got into martial arts. I've always wanted to do martial arts. I've always grown up doing boxing and stuff. You know, just hitting a heavy bag and a speed bag, and you know, just trying to, you know, better my, my uh, hand-eye coordination. You know, it's never a bad thing to have. So I, I take karate. You know, uh, years back, and I'm, I'm doing pretty good. You know, I'm, I, I take instruction well. I, I'm practicing every single day. Like I'm going a hardcore. You, you guys know. Look, look at me four years in to this podcast I will put out a podcast every damn week when I get into something dude I just get into it so anyway the point being that I was doing pretty good at it okay and and so we have to do a tournament it's a it's almost a must it's not a deal breaker but it's almost a must you know you're you're learning this style you have to go to tournament and compete and you know it's just it's just part of it you know Uh, So anyways, I go there my first year and I've been training my ass off and, and, you know, working on everything I know how to do, uh, the different katas that they have us do. Um, So basically I go in there and these are people who have been, you know, they're adults my age, maybe uh, kids 18 years old, whatever, maybe still in high school, whatever. These are people that have been doing this for, you know, long, long time, 10 years. Um, And this is my first year in. So anyways, I do really good in my first ever uh, karate tournament, I I, I win gold out of those adults and those high school kids that have been doing it for 10 years. And I'm just so ecstatic, man. Like I'm I'm talking to my teacher or a sensei, if you will. And I'm talking to her and I'm just like, you know, I'm like, I'm thanking her for like the whole next week. I'm like, thank you so, so much. Thank you so much for teaching me. And I, this feels so amazing. And you know, I just leveled up in my belt and I just feel, you know, this is so awesome. Thank you so much. And and her thing to me was, you know, Chris, that's great. And and I'm glad you're thanking me and I'm glad you're appreciative. I know you're excited, but it's not up to me if you do the work or not. It's up to me to show you what you need to do to be successful. But unless you do the work, you're not going to be successful. Just like those other adults and other high school kids, they kind of slacked off. Oh, we know everybody who's going to be here. They weren't expecting me. So they weren't ready when I came in. Um, and so that's how, that's kind of how I view the whole bonus situation. I know I said I wasn't going to defend him, but God damn it. Here we are again. Uh, let's take another drink. I thought I had one more metaphor. Not that it matters. I mean, talk about beating a dead horse. Um, I mean, you know, my thing is you you can't give the guy that took us, you know, help coach the team. Uh, just let's take this, this season, for example, on a seven game winning streak, you know, helped bring us to a seven game or was it six either way that's a pretty good streak that's 12 points out of a possible 12 points if it's six games that's amazing uh that's a way to jump up in the standings too which is exactly what we did unfortunately we lost three in a row after that which you know sure blame bonus for the three in a row too but you gotta give the guy credit for the six in a row too and people aren't doing that and it drives me up a fucking wall you know, because he has a terrible overall head coach record, you know, and it's like, okay, well, how is he supposed to learn if he, he, he becomes head coach for three months in Winnipeg and then he's not head coach anymore. And then he he becomes head coach in Boston and then he's not head coach anymore. And then, you know what I mean? Like, how would that work, um, in, in your job, average everyday Joe Blow listener, how would that work in your job? If you can't get any consistency on what you're supposed to do. That's what people bitch about, about changing up lines when the coaches change up lines. Well, how are they supposed to get used to each other? How are they supposed to build any kind of, kind of chemistry if the, you keep switching the fucking lines around on them? And, and I think people had a complaint about that with Monty. He was constantly fucking with shit, but it was, it was working for him, so people kind of shut the fuck up. But this is literally on-the-job training for Rick Bonus, And I think just give him, out of the two years, okay, if we fuck this year, you know, up... It's not all on bonus, uh, first off, in my opinion. Uh, but, you know, it's, uh, some, some changes need to be made, obviously. You know, maybe the guys aren't buying into the system. But at, at what point will these players buy into the system? And who, who gets the credit for tonight? Just the players? Not the coaching you know, scheme or anything like that? Not the preparedness to go into the game? Ah, God. Why can I not stop talking about this? Why can I not stop talking about this? You know what it is? It's the injustice, and I'm I'm, I'm not saying Rick Bonus is an amazing coach, uh, but people get so pissed off when when his team plays bad, and then he goes to the media and he's like, "We just gotta we gotta try harder." That's the sign of a good coach, bro. That's the sign of a good p- coach. Put your players on blast and, and let. The public know they're not implementing the game plan that I'm, I'm saying. It's on them. If they do it, look, look at our track record. Look at our success we can have. That, that, lightning in a bottle, I mean, I, I get it. But damn, dude. You know, For that, that year we went to the Stanley Cup final. That's what I keep hearing. We, ca- we caught lightning in the bottle because of the bubble and blah, blah, blah. I just don't. Yes, you do have to be hot. Yes, you do. But whose game plan were we playing? It wasn't Monty's, man. He was in rehab at that point. Or it might have been Monty's, but Bonus was a part of this system from the beginning. Bonus has been behind the Dallas bench for a while now. He knows the ins and outs of it, bro. I, I don't know. I'm, not, I'm just not going to stop talking about it, I guess. Uh, I do want to throw this out there, too. For Tanner Kiro, um, who is recovering and is getting better. Dude, that was a scary-ass fucking hit. Uh, a lot of people on, on Twitter are saying it was a dirty hit. Because the uh, the other player had no intention of playing the puck, he was just kind of head hunting, and you know, other people disagree. Which I, I'm gonna, I'll give you my honest opinion. I don't think it was uh, a dirty hit. I, I really don't think it was meant with that intention. Was he trying to check the guy? Absolutely. But if you had to ask him before that happened, hey, you're gonna knock this guy out cold, and and he's gonna leave on a stretcher. I don't think he would have done it. you know what i mean he just got caught it's just like in boxing you know the the punch you don't see which kiro you know had his head down the punch you don't see coming it, it hurts the worst and he was you know the the puck was being rimmed around the boards he's looking back behind him and as soon as he looks up smack and he was out before he hit the damn ice dude uh so fucking scary you know um but he is getting better. He is recovering. It was just a, a super scary moment and you know, uh I, I'm I'm glad he's getting better. I, I don't think it was dirty. The the other dude that hit him has been suspended, I think, for four games or something like that, which is, you know, that's just normal. But I don't I don't foresee any bad blood uh next time we play them. I, I think the players on the ice felt that too. That's why there wasn't a fight afterwards. It wasn't just to injure somebody, it was just a hard hit, you know, and he caught him. so uh, let's take another drink. Cheers, everybody. Oh, I gotta tell you guys about this Jesus Christ. I didn't know i had I possessed so much power to cause an absolute eruption on my personal Facebook page. Um, so I'll tell you guys what happened i was I was in the practice space, you know, uh, my band cashing in. we have this practice space now. Uh, and you know, I go up there whenever I want. It's 24 seven. I can play drums at 4am if I want to. It, it doesn't matter. That's what it's for. So I love going up there. And I love just jamming out for hours and hours. I put headphones in. I play along with songs. I work on, you know, things from drumline. I'm I'm just practicing, right? So anyways, I'm up there in the practice space. And you know, I got my shirt off. I'm getting all sweaty. And you know, I'm I'm the way I'm playing is like really good. Um, I started doing this really cool, uh, for you drummers out there, uh, this cool technique to practice. So, you know, after we played that show at Reno's, we load back into the practice space, and all the, you know, all the shit's in shambles, the the amps aren't hooked up, the stands are still in the bag for the drums, the the shells for the drums are just everywhere over, uh, all along, the you know, the wall of the practice space, whatever. So everything's in shambles. So what I do is I get my seat, and I'm going to do this after every show from now on, uh, until the end of time and I swear to God, this is why I was in the moment feeling myself so much like feeling so accomplished and like man I can play a lot of this stuff I didn't think I could play here, you know, I haven't practiced in years, you know, whatever so uh, the, the trick is is I just start with the bass drum I'll have my snare set up and I'll have my bass drum set up with my pedals on it, but I never play the snare I'm just playing on the rim of the snare with my with my hands you know, with my sticks, so it's like clicking, kick, 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 kick. kick I'm clicking on the snare uh, rim, and then I'm doing the bass drum part for whatever song I'm listening to, so I can get the bass drum down. So, it's basically like a step up program. I started with the bass drum. I played through a song, a, another song, you know, a song or two, whatever. Then I incorporate my snare. I start incorporating my snare, but I don't have any cymbals. I don't have a hi hat. I don't have any cymbals. I don't have any toms. It's just a snare and a bass drum. So when I'm jamming on the hi hat, it's just on the. Uh, the rim of the snare again, and I'm playing the snare and the bass drum, I play another couple of songs, and then I add the hi-hat. So now I got bass, snare, hi-hat, and I start playing my songs, you know, different songs just going down my list of things I like to play. I like to play a lot of backtrack right now. I like to play a lot of Cinemechanica right now, which is, that drummer is just insane if you've never heard him before. You got to go check out Cine Mechanica. Um And then I've been playing a lot of Refused, which is another Another amazing drummer, dude. That guy has such great um, instincts on where to just place his notes. He's, he's just fucking amazing. And hand speed is, is, is to the max. So I love it. So anyway, so that's my, that's my program. If I have any drummers uh, that listen to this, pro, uh, this, this podcast, um, it's just a step-up program. You do bass drum, snare drum, then you do hi-hat. I mean, it's really up to you. You can start just with the hi-hat if you want. You know, then you can add on the snare and not even worry about the bass drum if you know you feel like your uh, bass drum foot is doing fine. You know, add add the, the easiest things last. I guess is what I'm trying to say. And for me, like it's really hard. I have an active uh, bass drum, you know, and, and so it's hard when a drummer like uh, the guy, the drummer from Backtrack, he just kind of sits back more and he's more choosy with where he's placing his bass drum. You know, that's really hard for me. That's why I start with bass drum. So anyways, eventually the point is that you get the whole drum set in front of you. And by this time, dude, I'm flying around the drum set, you know, because I've been working on my hands, warming up, working on my feet. I'm doing everything I want to do. I'm improvising fills because I already know these songs. And so I'm in, I'm feeling myself up at the practice space. So I snap a shirtless, you know, kind of dad bod selfie thing, you know, and you know, I'm just, I'm feeling good about myself so I posted on my Facebook and the eruption that happened was just like, and I, I, my boss reached out and he's he's roasting me with like, a, I, I don't know who the the picture he put up is, but he's literally doing almost the same pose as I am. He's a Hispanic guy. He has kind of long curly hair like I have right now. I, I'm just getting roasted. My mechanic comes on there and it's like, dude, I'm going to charge you double <laughs> I'm going to charge you double next time I see you for posting this on my timeline. And I'm just getting fucking crushed. Um, another funny thing that happened to me was <laughs> this girl saw it and she messaged me. She's like, damn, you know, whatever. I like that picture. And we kind of have a little chat or whatever. And she's like, I like your armpit hair. And I'm like, uh, obviously she's kidding. <laughs> and I'm like, oh, that, you're, you're being silly. And she's like, no, I actually do just like, you know, that. I like that aesthetic. You know, you got your shirt off and then I can see your armpit. And it was, dude, it was, it got such a weird reaction. And, you know, that my friends, uh, guys will give you a complex. If you're a guy, you're not allowed to feel sexy. You're not allowed to be in the moment feeling yourself. And, and, and me posting this picture is proof, dude. I swear there's like 50 something comments of people just talking shit and just roasting me for no goddamn reason, just because I was feeling good about myself. But that's, that's, that's what guys do. They give you a damn complex, uh, you know, about you know, feeling good about yourself in any kind of way. I'm kind of happy today. Oh, you're just such a bitch. Don't eat. What do you, <laughs> you know, Mr. What, what is it? In, uh, uh, what do I keep wanting to say? Talladega nights. What's the Quentin Tarantino movie with Mr. Pink, Steve Buscemi and all that. I can't reservoir dogs. Jesus Christ, it's only one of my favorite movies. I couldn't remember it. That's what's happening to my brain at this age. Uh, yeah, but he's like, he's shot. We need to get him to the hospital. He's like, all right, Mr. Compassion. You know, just giving him a hard time for having a heart. It's like, that's what, that's what my friends do. And I can't wait until somebody slips up. One of my friends slips up and posts something silly. I'm going to fucking do my best to roast him. Um, let's take another drink. Cheers, everybody. Hey, you know what, though? I'm going to do it again. If I'm feeling myself in the practice space and it's a shirtless selfie, you know I don't I don't give a shit. I really don't care. You gotta feel good about yourself with the, with the world telling you how shitty you should feel about yourself. You gotta feel good about yourself sometimes, right? Um, so I I did take take an Uber up to uh, one of my local bars, um, the other day. Don't drink and drive. Get an Uber. Get a lift. You, you guys know me. I, I'm totally against drinking and driving. Um. So I did get an Uber up to one of my favorite bar, JC's burger bar, dude. I just like their little bar they have. So I get an Uber up there and, uh, you know, I'm just sitting there and it's kind of, you know, I'm kind of irritated cause I've, I haven't even been talked to, I've been sitting there for probably five to eight minutes. No one said shit to me. They saw me walk in. I made eye contact with the bartender. He just didn't say anything, um, And then I see the chick bartender, you know, come around, you know, the the guy finally takes my order and I'm like, Hey, I want a vodka soda with lime. You know, I'm trying to watch my calories, whatever. That's what I'm drinking right now. Um, so he's like, okay, no problem. So he walks off and there's people that come in behind me. Well, he's already, you know, taking their drink order and he's already got their beer on the table. I'm like, dude, I've been here longer than any of these people, you know, what the fuck? There's a guy bartender. There's a chick bartender. There's two bartenders. And so I got, you know, they get their drink at the table behind me. I'm like, whatever, don't, don't freak out, Chris. It's fine. You know, you'll, you'll still get your drink. It's just kind of bullshit. And maybe he's new, whatever. Making all the excuse, uh, all the excuses for him. And so this other guy comes in, sits next to me. And this guy just looks like a barfly. You know, he's just an older white man and he's just ready to fucking drink. You know, you can, I can almost smell the booze coming off of him before he's even had his first sip. Uh, probably from the night prior. Uh, So anyways, he comes and sits down next to me and he's like, you know, they're like, what can we get for you? Blah, blah, blah. And by this time I do have my drink and I'm just chilling. I'm just watching college football and just chilling. And so this guy's like, yeah, let me get a a Bud Light, you know, bottle, whatever, blah, 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 this and that. And a shot of such and such tequila on the side. And that's all I need and, and, and a menu when you can. And so they leave this guy in the fucking lurch and just by himself. And I'm sipping my drink and I was like, Looking over at him, he's looking over his, you know, over his phone. I guess he's probably looking at the online menu at this point. So he's looking on his phone and stuff, and, and the girl finally brings him his beer. And he go, she's like, I'm sorry for the wait, sorry about that, you know, I, you know, whatever, apologizing to him. He's like, oh, it's not a big deal. I know you guys are busy. And I look back, and literally in this bar with bar tops and people sitting at the bar, there are eight people in here. And I just kind of like, I don't say anything. I don't scoff. I don't make a noise. I'm just like thinking in my head. I'm like, y'all are busy. It's like a fucking random ass Tuesday. There's eight people in the bar with two bars. That's four apiece. That's not busy. And, and she totally was like, yeah, we you know, he was like, yeah, it's no big deal. I, I see you guys are a little busy. She's like, yeah, we are a little busy and, and all this. I'm like, no, you're fucking not, bro. What are you going to do Friday night? When this place is jam packed and you only have two bartenders, maybe a bar back if you're lucky. So that gives you at least three of you to, you know, get everybody's drinks out and have the ice stocked and the beer stocked. But it just reminds me of my friend uh, when I was working at the restaurant when I was bartending. Uh, it was just like she could not handle more than probably four people. She would have, you know, somebody sitting by themselves and then a table of three. And you would see her walking around the restaurant in a complete panic. And this is like, you know, afternoon, one o'clock. It's it's really just a small little lunch rush and that's it. And she's sweating and she's running around this place frantic. And I'm like, hey, you know, I had a problem with calling everybody babe back then. You know, it was kind of an inside joke. Even guy bartenders, I'd be like, hey, can you give me that uh, grenadine while you're right there? He'd be like, yeah, here you go. And uh, he'd give it to me. Thanks, babe. You know, it's like, why did chicks get to say it? I, I want to own this word now. I I'm not chicks don't just get to say it. I want to say it too. Thanks, babe. Have a good. And pe- we'd get so many weird looks because you know my my buddy Jason's a a big man. You know, he's just a large man, and <laughs> I'm over here. He's handing me stuff, and I'm like, thanks, babe. He's like, hey, uh, can you chop up some limes? I'm like, yeah, no, I got it. I got you right now. He's like, thanks, babe. And it's just like a weird fucking dynamic. Anyways. Back to my other friend. So she's running around this place like a chicken with her head cut off. And she's like, oh my God, and they want this. And they want, it's like, do you need help? Like, do you want me to grab some drinks or take them some chips and salsa? She's like, yes, please, if you would. I'm in the weeds. (laughs) I'm just like, you're not in the weeds, bro. Like, I don't even have a table. Like, you're you're fine. It's like, it's four people. And that's how I, it just brought up all these funny emotions of her just, having four people and being like, I'm in the weeds. I need help. No, you're not. I see you guys are pretty busy. She's like, yeah, we are pretty busy. No, you're not. You have eight people sitting in here. That's not busy. Hashtag Friday is coming. Let's take another drink. Jesus Christ. You're not going to make it in this industry. If you can't handle four people and get them drinks and chips and salsa in a timely manner, you know, and I wasn't a shithead. I still tipped the guy, you know, fair. I only had one and I was out. I was like, you know what? I'm, I don't want to do this, but you know, I don't want to have to wait for my next one. So as soon as he gave me that first one, I was like, yeah, I got to go, you know, just tab me out. If you don't mind. I just wanted to have one real quick and I got to be on my way. He's like, all right. So I didn't make a big deal out of it. And I tipped him, uh, fairly appropriately. I didn't like, I think my bill was five bucks and I gave him like a dollar 50 or something. You know, that's pretty fucking good. Let's take another drink. But, uh, Anyways, uh, let's do some drink recommendations. What happened to my little book here? I used to have a little book. Where'd it go? I used to have my little drink recommendations right here. Is it in this bag? Oh, give me one second. Ah, fuck it. You know what? We're not going to do any drink recommendations. I can't... I, I don't think that thing's in here. Uh, Let's see. And I, I'm afraid if I stop this, this recording, it's not going to come back on again. Dude, have you guys been getting a lot of Amber Alerts lately? It's just... I I know it's a good thing. I know it is. It's just, it makes me fucking depressed every time I see it. And I'm like, I'm thinking to myself and I know they send it out to everybody, but I'm like, who the fuck am I going to tell? Who the fuck am I going to, I'm sitting in my, I've been in my apartment for like the past 24 hours. I don't know anybody. I don't fucking see anybody out in public. Like this is just, you know, I don't know. I, I know it's for a good reason. Um, obviously, but uh, dude, I've just been getting so many Amber alerts lately. It's just really sickening and sad, you know, the world's, uh, and I, and I've said, said this before too, like, I don't think the world is more fucked up now. I think we're just seeing it more, you know, everybody's got a damn camera. All these apartment complexes and lights have cameras on them. Like we're just seeing all the fucked up shit more. This shit's been happening and it's worse in other countries. Where they'll chop your fucking head off for stealing a loaf of bread or your hand or whatever. You know, like, God damn, that's just brutal. Um, I hope everybody gets safe back home. Oh, I need you guys to help me name this sport. (laughs) This is my video of the week. Uh, My video of the week is a, uh, a man on a skateboard. And he grinds down a rail... You know, just like a staircase that has the rails to help you you go up. He grinds down the rail on a skateboard and he f- jumps into water just like a big... I don't know, dude. It's it like almost like a pond or something. I don't know. It's kind of a weird area. So he, he grinds down this rail and jumps into the water. And you don't see him for like... It feels like a, a minute and a half. So he's down underneath the water. The skateboard's already fallen in the water. He's already fallen in the water, made a big splash... And you're just like, oh, that's kind of funny. He decided to grind down this rail and jump into the water. It's kind of silly, whatever. And he comes out, I kid you not, with one of the biggest goddamn fish I've ever <laughs> seen in my life. And this this little video, this little 30-second clip just blew my fucking mind. I'm like, how, where is this? And how did he catch a fucking fish after he grinded on <laughs> Like, what? It, it kind of makes me think it was like some Houdini shit. Like, he had a cage at the bottom of that water with a fish trapped in it, you know, to keep it alive. So he grinds down this thing, he disappears, he undoes the cage, he grabs the fish, and he pops out of the water holding the fish. What sport? What would you name that sport? It's fishing and skateboarding <laughs> and hillbilly combined. Uh, what would you call it? It's not noodling. He didn't noodle the thing. Dude, I, that thing had to be trapped in a cage under the water this all had to be premeditated there's no way this guy (laughs) just fell into this water have you ever tried to catch a fish with your hands you ever been in the ocean and tried to catch even just a little fish with a net i had a little net one time when i was a kid and i was trying to catch the little i couldn't fucking catch them they're so fucking fast and this fish he pulled out was just giant dude it was it, it was insane um I just want to know. I want the curtain to be pulled back. I want to know how he did it because, <laughs> and, you know, what what inspired the video? What made you think, hey, I'm good at skateboarding. I want to grind this rail into that water and catch a fish. Um, it was hilarious and also impressive. I mean, if he legit, there was no cage down there. If he legit caught this big ass fucking fish after he fell into the water on a skateboard, I'm just, I'm fucking impressed, dude. Like, that, that's amazing. That's completely amazing. So, um, <clears throat> anyway, that's what I got for you for the night. Thank you guys for listening. Episode number 204, Drink It Till You Podcast, the only podcast that lasts till the last drop. Uh, sorry, I had a little brain, brain freeze there, brain fart. Uh, let's see what we got left here in this cup. Uh, not much. That's, that's not going to be anything. So if you got them, drink them. Bottoms up. Cheers, everybody. All right, guys, I will talk to you later this week. Uh, Sunday, I'm aiming for Sunday. Have a Merry Christmas, Happy Holidays, all that shit. Uh, stay warm, don't drink and drive, get an Uber, get a lift. I love all of you guys. I hope you had a great year. Um, will I get another show in before the end of the year? I, I don't know if I will. Let me look at this calendar real quick. Um, <clears throat> well, I can't trust this. This says the wrong time. This says it's like two hours ahead of what it really is right now. Can I trust this calendar? Where is the calendar? Either way. It doesn't. Oh, there it is. Either way. Well, you got to think, dude. What's today? The 20th? You got 10 days left? Yes, I'll talk to you guys right before the new year, I guess. So uh, anyways, have a good night. Be safe. I love you all. Bye.